You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. So this morning we are going to continue this series called The One Act. And um, we are going to speak this morning about healing. Alright, we're going to speak about healing this morning. So if you just can close your eyes for a, for a moment. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, because you're here. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your spirit. Lord, we welcome you here. Lord, we pray, touch us. Touch our heart this morning. Speak to us, Lord. I pray, Father, that you may use me. Pray that you may put your words in my mouth, Lord. I pray, Father, that your kingdom come this morning in this place. That your will be done, Father. We want to see your kingdom. Your kingdom, Lord. We want to see your glory in this place. Oh, Lord, we pray. Have your way this morning. Have your way in our life. And speak to us, Lord. We ask you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, if you take with me, we are going to speak in Matthew 8. And we are going to read from verse 14. To verse 17, and this is where every, what I'm going to speak this morning is going to be about. So Matthew 8, from verse 14 to verse 17. Thank you, Jesus. Probably you will find behind me if you want to read it. So it says, when Jesus came into Peter's house, He saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many who were demon-possessed were brought to him and he drove out the spirits with a word and healed all the sick. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. Amen. Amen. Until hear the word of God. Now, if we, we can see the same story in the, in the, in the the account of Mark and Luke. And if we see in Mark and Luke the same story, we can see that Jesus, before he came into Peter's house, he was in a synagogue. He was preaching in a synagogue. And what happened was that there was a man that he had an impure spirit. And as Jesus was, was teaching with authority and with power, this impure spirit, he started to manifest and he started to confront Jesus. And Jesus, in one moment, he rebuked that spirit and he commanded the spirit to leave that man and that man was free. And everyone was praising him. Everyone was like, wow, this is, is a, a teaching with authority. We had never seen something like this before. Uh, he even, uh, with the words, he drive out demons. And uh, so this is what, was, what, what happened before, before the, what we are reading today. And uh, the Bible says that in that moment, news about him spread to all Judea. All Judea. Now, when Peter, when Jesus came out of the synagogue, then is where we are today. 
when Jesus came into Peter's house, he came into Peter's house, and uh, and we can see that looking Mark and Luke, we can learn more details about about this story, and uh, and we can see that the. the uh, uh, Peter and the other disciples, they came to Jesus and they said to Jesus about Peter's mother-in-law. They was in a bed with an eye fever. And we know very well that there is very strong and big, like very big fevers, very tough fevers that you can die. So it was a very high fever. That probably the woman was going to die with that high fever. And uh, so people, they talked to Jesus about this woman. And, and Jesus went to her. He touched her hand. And we can see that he just didn't touch her hand. But he kneeled down before her. And then the Bible says he rebuked the fever. He rebuked the fever. And the fever left. Now, when the evening came... Because of what happened probably in the morning, throughout the day, when evening came, because the news spread to all Judea in such a fast way, in that evening, all people brought to Jesus, all people that they were, uh, uh, they were um, under the influence of some demonic spirits, they brought to Jesus all people that had all kind of sickness and diseases. And what Jesus did, he says, with the word, he drove out any demons and he healed all the sick. And this was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Now, we are going to look at three things by reading this story this morning. And the first thing that we are going to see is that the art of God is to heal all the sick. The art of God is to heal all the sick. And we can see again here in this story that Jesus did heal just a few sick people. The Bible says that he healed all the sick. Say with me, all. He healed all the sick. Hallelujah. And we can see this in all the occasion, in all the various situations. We see just a few chapters later, Matthew 9.35, we see that it is written, Jesus went to all towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. Every disease and sickness. So this is what Jesus was doing. He was healing all the sickness, all the diseases. And why Jesus was doing this? But we need to understand, first of all, that this is who God is. This is who God is. We can see that the first time that God will reveal Himself as the Lord who heals, we can find it in Exodus. And is Exodus 15, uh, verse 26. And this is what He says, at least carefully. He said, if, speaking with the people of Israel, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God to do what is right in His eyes, if you pay attention to His commands and keep hold His decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha. 
So this is who God is. This is who God is. He's not, see, Jesus is, is the I am. Jesus is the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's the restorer of broken walls. He's the Savior of the world. He's the one that brings peace. He's the healer. He's, he's everything. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And now one thing that Jesus is, is I am the one who heals you. I am the one who heals you. This is who God is. He's part of the nature of God. He's part of the nature of God to love. He's part of the nature of God to care for you. He's part of the nature of God to want the best for your life. He's part of the nature of God to see all people saved. This is His heart. He want to see all people saved. This is why Jesus came. He said to His disciples, He said to the people around Him, This is why He came. I came not for the righteous. I came for those that are lost. I came for the sick because it's the sick that need the doctor. So Jesus came for healing the sick. This is why we can see through all the Gospels. And then he was carrying on through the act of the apostles and through the old disciples. We can see there was one of the major parts of Jesus' ministry. Jesus, everywhere he was walking, everywhere he was going, he was not just preaching the good news of salvation. He was not just preaching repentance. Everywhere Jesus was going, he was healing people. He was setting free people. Somebody say hallelujah. He is a good God. Like before we were, we were singing, great are you Lord. He's a great God. And I don't know about you, but I believe today He wants to do great things. He wants to do great things. Do you know why? Because we have a great God. We have a God that can do the impossible. And He wants to heal you this morning. He wants to heal you. He wants to touch your life this morning. Hallelujah. But we can see as well the the the... One thing is required. One thing is required. And what is required is faith. It requires faith. And we can see that Jesus' stories of healing in, in all the Gospels, I believe it falls in three categories. Alright? We can see that Jesus heals. He's not there. You, if, you, if you want, you can take notes. But... Three categories. Jesus heals in response to the faith of the sick person. And we can see many stories about this. We can see about many people going to Jesus and ask Him to heal them. For example, we see the, the woman with the problem of bleeding. She said, if I can just touch Him, I will be healed. She had faith to be healed. She, she believed that if it just was touching Jesus, she was going to receive that healing. And do you know what Jesus said to her? He said, take heart, daughter. He said, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. And we can see many, many stories. The leper, they went before Jesus and he said, if you are willing, you can heal me. He believed 
that Jesus could heal him. And Jesus said to him, I am willing. Be clean. And in that moment, the leper disappeared. The blind man, you remember the blind man? When he heard that Jesus was passing by. Hallelujah. He heard that Jesus was passing by. And he started to cry. Son of David. Son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And you know why? Because he believed that he could be healed through this, this Jesus. And Jesus, what he did, he stopped. He didn't pass by. Because, you see, he doesn't, he, your prayers doesn't pass by. Your prayers doesn't pass by. He's hearing of your prayers. There's many reasons why many times maybe we can not receive that healing. It may be not still the time. It may be a process. God does in many ways. He heals in many ways. But one thing is for sure. His heart is to heal. His heart is to heal. And Jesus stopped and he said to the man, What do you want me to do for you? And the man said, That my eyes may see. Heal my eyes. And Jesus healed that man. And we can see all through the Bible. We can see all the stories like this. Of people believing, having faith that this Jesus could heal them. But as well, Jesus heals, he responds to faith of others. Jesus heals in response to faith of others. And for example, the servant of the centurion. He was not the servant who asked for healing. Was this, was this centurion that came to Jesus and he asked to come in his, to, he asked to heal his servant. And he was feeling even not worthy to have, have Jesus coming in his house. And he said, if you just say a word, my servant will be healed. If you just say a word. And Jesus said to him, go, let it be done just as you believed he would. And the servant was healed at that moment. Hallelujah. And there's all the examples. Like, like the, 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 the friends that brought the paralytic man before Jesus. They even opened the roof. Can you imagine some people now because it's so full here. They come up on the roof and they try to break here. And lay the Jesus down here where Jesus was speaking. Such a faith. They could be in trouble. And probably they have been in trouble for what they did to, to the synagogue or the place, the house where, where he was. Probably they would be in trouble after. Because they broke the, the roof, did, did they? You know? But they didn't care. They knew that there was someone there that could heal their friend. And Jesus healed that man. So I want to encourage you that if you have people that they, they, they are sick or they are suffering with something, don't lose faith. Don't lose faith. Because He is the one who listens. He is the one who heals. And Jesus can heal even through your faith, my friend. If you continue to pray and you continue to believe, your, Lord, your loved ones can be healed even through your faith. Hallelujah. So don't stop believing. But as well we see that Jesus heals sovereignly. 
Nobody asked Jesus to heal them. It was not the man or the woman coming to Jesus and saying, Heal me. It was not friends that was asking, heal, heal my friend or heal my daughter or heal, you know. It was Jesus that by passing there, by His love and compassion, He looked to your need, He looked to your situation, and He was going there and He was healing that person. For example, the crippled woman. She was clipped, she was curved for 80 years. She was afflicted with this problem in her back. She was like this. And you see, it was not the woman asking Jesus to heal. And there was nobody asking Jesus to heal. But Jesus, when He saw her, He went there, moved by the love and compassion, and by who He is, the healer, Jehovah Rapha. He went there, and the Bible says, then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straight up and praised God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. He wants to heal you this morning. Can you close one second your eyes? I believe that there is someone here this morning that God wants to speak to you. And I feel that there is someone here that you, it's kind of like you lost, you lost faith. You lost faith about being healed. You prayed many times, you believed many times, and I believe you are sitting here today. And you is a kind of like, it's okay, it's like you, you don't believe, you don't believe anymore, you just uh, accepting your situation and your problem. And I believe God wants to speak to you today. I really feel strong. The Lord wants to speak to you. And He will say to you, raise up your faith. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. Keep believing. Because I want to heal you, say the Lord. I want to heal you. I want to heal you. So don't stop believing. And I feel that it's in someone else as well. That he says, you're saying in your heart, this is not for me. This is not for me. All this, what is happening here is not for me. Listen. The Lord wants to speak to you as well. And He wants to say to you, that is for you. I want to heal your heart. That is for you. You are not here by coincidence this morning. That is for you. This word is for you today because I know what you have been through. I know what is in your heart and I want to heal your heart. I want to heal you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You can open your eyes. You see in Hebrew 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about we, what we do not see. Faith is about having confidence and assurance. Faith means trusting in God. You see, God wants you to trust in Him. And sometimes it's about like that he wants to, to give that need on his hands. 
This is what I need, Lord. Take it. I put it in your feet. Take it, Lord. Because sometimes we, we keep it. We keep it. And for many reasons, we don't allow the Lord to do what He want to do in our life. Faith is about having confidence in the one who is the healer of healers. In the one that just Him who can, just Him can heal. Hallelujah. So He's calling us to raise up in our faith and believe and have confidence in Him that today He can heal us. Today is your day. He can heal you today because He wants to heal you. Raise up. Raise up in your faith. Believe. Because a few verses later, Hebrew 11.6, He says that without faith it's impossible to please God. Without faith it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Faith is important. I was reading somewhere that some people were saying that faith is not needed. Faith is not needed. And they heal people by, I don't know which kind of power that I believe is not by the power of God. And they heal people and they see there's no need of faith in the person. I'm against that. All the Bible tells me about having faith. Jesus, sometimes He could not heal someone because of the lack of faith. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying today that because you're still not healed, it's not because of your lack of faith. You may be here and you believe that you can be healed. And I say to you, keep believing like I said before, because the time is coming. The Lord has His right time for everyone. But faith is important. We need to have a faith. We need to believe in Jesus who can heal us. We need to believe in Jesus who can change that situation. Who can turn water into wine. Hallelujah. Are you with me this morning? Thank you, Jesus. But then there is another thing that we can see in this story. That it was the fulfillment of Isaiah prophecy. It was the fulfillment of Isaiah prophecy. We can read, we can read the verse 17 in what we we were reading before. This was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah. He took up our infirmities and bore our diseases. And we can see this in Isaiah, the prophecies in Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. And this is what he says there. He says rightly a bit different, but this is the same meaning. He says, surely, he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we consider him punished by God, struck by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was, that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. By his wounds we are healed. 
So we can see that this was to fulfill something that was prophesied many years before. That this was as well something that Jesus came to do. He was pierced by up for our transgression. He was crushed by our iniquities. Because we were separated from God because of our sin. And He came to take the sin. He's the Savior of the world. He took the sin upon Him. So that, so that the righteousness of God, He could come upon us. And today we are standing here, we are sitting here, we are here by the grace of God. Not because we deserve it. It's because of the grace of God. That we are here today because of His love, because of His mercy. That we are here today. Hallelujah. But the Bible says as well that He came in that cross. He took our infirmities. He took our diseases. He took anything that was bringing to us pain and suffering. He took it on that cross. He took it on that cross. And you see, it's easy to say, you know, like uh, believing, oh, uh, I'm, I've been forgiven. Jesus, forgive my sins. And so, and, and we believe and we stand in that truth that by Him we have been forgiven. Because He died on the cross, isn't it? But in that one act, this is included. It's not just that we are forgiven. It's as well that He took our infirmities, He took our diseases, He took every pain and suffering. He took it as well on that cross as He took our sins. Do you understand that? That is amazing. If we believe, as we, we, we can stand in the, in the promise and, and the, and the, the beauty and the blessing of being forgiven, we can stand as well of being healed. Being healed. Hallelujah. You see, the John the Baptist, when he was in prison, he was a bit confused and he was like, is, is this the man that we are waiting for? Is this the Messiah? And he sent a few disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one that we are waiting for? Or we need to wait for someone else? And you know what Jesus said to him? He said, go to John and say what you have seen. The blind receive sight. The lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the good news is proclaimed to the poor. He is the Messiah. He is the one that we were waiting for. He is the one that can change our life. He is the one that came to save us from our sins. He is the one that came to heal us. Hallelujah. He's the one. Thank you, Jesus. He's the one. Jesus came, like, he was preaching the good news of the kingdom. And he came to establish his kingdom and to destroy all the works of the enemy. You see, in the beginning, there was no sickness. There was no diseases. There was no any kind of syndrome. There was nothing there. Because God didn't create all this. 
all these sins, all these diseases, all these syndromes, all this stuff, it comes as well as a, as a consequence of that sin. This is why Jesus came and He took it all. He said on that cross, it is finished. And when He said it is finished, it was finished for our sins and it was finished as well for our sickness and diseases. It is finished. He said, all has been done. All has been done. I made the way for you to be forgiven. I made the way for you to be healed. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.